Welcome to Talking Fußball Fantasy, your source for all things official fantasy Bundesliga with player picks as precise as a Jonathan Schmidt free kick, fantasy advice as enjoyable as a round of Marco Richter keepy-uppies and pundits who both regretted their lack of Dortmund involvement last weekend. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening one and all. My name is James Surrogate. This is Talking Fußball Fantasy Season 3, Episode 14. And joining me as ever, it is the fantasy Fußball got himself, Flo. Flo, Match Day 14 was another wild weekend of Bundesliga. Ziga action. What did you make of it? Yeah, uh, it was. I mean, we we saw Dortmund basically getting back to their usual selves, beating up on bad opponents. That's uh, what they did against Fortuna Düsseldorf. And I mean, what a fantasy day for Marco Reus. I think 34 points. That has to be up there at one of the greatest performances fantasy-wise uh, of all time. I think we will see a good finish of Dortmund uh, in the Bundesliga and in the fantasy sense. And yeah... For everyone who, like me, trusted Werder Bremen to do basically the same as Dortmund did against Paderborn, well, uh, we learned that you can't trust Bremen right now. Very disappointing performance. I mean, Rashica, he got nine points, which isn't the end of the world, but I, w- I would have bet a huge amount on the over um, if someone would uh, <laughs> gave me that bet before the match day. So, uh, yeah. I, the, something tells me you wouldn't have been the only one, my friend. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, really unfortunate. I mean, Brim played relatively decent football for most stretches in the Hinrunde, but didn't get the results. And now they had, they played bad and didn't get the result to boot. So uh, I, I think the results are catching up with them. And uh, yeah, I, I hope it's Christmas soon and then we'll start new in the Rückrunde. And I mean, Gladbach beat uh, Bayern. I think that was... A bit of a surprise to me, although everyone is saying how dominant Bayern were in the first half, especially. But they didn't have um, a huge amount of clear-cut chances, that has to be said. And and then, basically, Rose, I think, outcoached Hansi Flick, uh, did change the system. And at the end, I mean, it was a bit lucky because of the late winning goal but I think in the second half Gladbach gave Bayern a run for the money so they're yeah they're they're for real I think in this season and uh, I think they actually can be title contenders and the biggest rival at the moment is definitely Leipzig looking very sharp and just scoring goals for fun so uh, I think that's uh, the biggest takes of this match day it's going to be an exciting season I think just not if you are a Bremen supporter or uh, Cologne one for that matter like like my two <laughs> yeah. boys are so that's sad times at the moment yeah not not the easiest of times I can only imagine in, in your household but we might I mean there's a nice segue talking about Bremen into the first question that we've got in terms of our listener questions today and it's from at Logan Jurgens, and he asks is it worth dropping Rashica and Gnabry for Sancho slash Royce or uh, Anderson slash Taram? Yeah, I wouldn't drop Nabri. I expect a huge Bayern game against Bremen on Saturday. And after the command injury in the Champions League, I think Nabri is a lock to play. I I think Nabri could be one of the highest scoring midfielders next match day. So I, I'd, I would look to sell another player. For instance, Kostic, if you have him, rather sell him than, than Nabri. Uh, Rashica... I mean, we said that last week that that's basically playing the matchup against Paderborn 
But then it's Bayern after that. Um, that was already planned to sell him after the Paderborn game. Yeah, that's it. I mean, take take the nine points and the increase in price and kind of cut your losses at this point, I think, with Rashica. But I agree with you with Gnabry. I would not be looking to get rid of him. And then, I mean, yeah, in, in terms of the options he listed there, Anderson is an interesting option. I'm sure we'll talk about him a bit later in the show. Yeah. And Turam has proven that he can score big. He is. Yeah, but I would prefer Anderson over Turam, actually. Because I think the away game at Wolfsburg, not the easiest challenge for uh, Gladbach. Then there's also a small rotation risk. I mean, uh, Rosa did surprise with his lineup uh, against Bayern. So maybe he does that again. And Anderson is uh, lock and loaded by far a number one striker. No need for Union to rotate anything. So I'd actually prefer Anderson over Turam. Yeah, I think, you know what? I think I agree with you. Definitely for this match day. I think if you're maybe looking for the next, like for the last three until the winter break, I'd maybe then give Taram the edge just about because of fixtures and the fact that the Gladbach have a couple of standalone ones in there. But okay, let's move on to the next question. I'm sure this will be a big one that's on everyone's mind coming into this weekend flow. And it's from at Korosh for you, our good friend. And he asks, with three games incoming, any idea which big fantasy assets are the most likely rotation candidates? Yeah, it's always the attacking winger of the teams that play a lot of games. I think that's a, a good rule of thumb. But I expect less rotation next week than in a usual, like we call it in Germany, Englische Woche, just because there's no next game after the 17th match day. So uh, basically, they can... They can crawl over the finish line and then they have two weeks to pause and rest. I mean, that's the difference between the Bundesliga and the Premier League, for instance. So the player get a rest after the 17th match day. And I don't expect as much rotation, like I said. So every player who is clear cut better than his replacement, I basically expect him to play for three games. Uh, I think that's pretty fair to say. And um, the only teams who really have a like-for-like -like replacement basically is Leipzig with the Forsberg and Kunku, Schick, Werner, Paulsen situation. Werner is safe, but the other ones maybe rotate. And Sabitzer started every game, so maybe he gets a rest one of these days. And uh, Halstenberg would be another one just because of his health. But otherwise, I basically expect the coaches to field their strongest 11 in all three games. Yeah, I, d I don't think that would be overly surprising. There will be an element of rotation, but at the risk of sitting here and listing a load of potential players, it's really hard to kind of pinpoint. I think, you know, Korosh is someone that has got a pretty good track record in the Bundesliga fantasy game, I have to say. And so I don't think, I'd say follow your instincts at that point when it comes to rotation risks and know that you can recover if things do go poorly, as Flo and I have shown many, well, I should say I have shown many a time in my career, Flo less so, but a couple of times. So moving on to the next question, then it's from at Hafid FW. He asks, is Katabach the best cheap defender? Because I want to upgrade my midfield to Sancho. Is Kimmich worth keeping? Because I think Freiburg's defence is more promising than Kimmich right now. So a two-part question there for you, Flo. I think Kimmich is worth keeping just because of the matchup against Bremen right now. And you know what Bremen is worst in, James, you probably do. Wait, so, uh, worse than what? Worst in the league. In some category. Uh, goals conceded from corners? Yeah, from set pieces. From so, set pieces? Yeah. They conceded the most goals after set pieces. That's like 
a good opportunity for Kimmich uh, to score big. Unfortunately, I have to say that. And on the other hand, Freiburg is now playing at Berlin. That's okay. But then they're hosting Munich during the week. So that's definitely something to keep in mind if you want to invest big in Freiburg. And I don't think Katterbach is the best cheap defender by a mile. That's definitely Christopher Lenz, who is, I have to check that, I think, to burn 8 million from Union Berlin, Katterbach of Cologne. I wouldn't, like, I think it's a huge risk that Katterbach won't play against Leverkusen because Jakobs, who played before as a left back, he was um, injured at Berlin. He wasn't in the squad at all. So we don't actually know if Katterbach is the one ahead or is it Jakobs. And both could be on the bench if uh, Hector is playing as a left back and Skiri comes in in defensive midfield, which wouldn't shock me at all. So I think it's the situation in the Cologne back line is at least at the left back position is uh, up in the air. And that's why I, I wouldn't look at, at Katterbach I would try to get to Lenz. If you already have Lenz, I think Collins from Paderborn, 5.3 million. Great option at home against Union Berlin. Did pick up 15 points last week at Bremen. So I think he's he's a pretty sound option. Yeah, some good suggestions in there, absolutely. But I, I would agree with you on Katterbach, definitely. I think, uh, yeah, the price tag is alluring, but what he's shown in fantasy terms hasn't been great even when he has played. And then you add to that the risk that Flo has just mentioned makes him quite unattractive. Yeah, and one one defender to add uh, on the Friday game is Amin Bichakchik. He's 5.8 million. He gives you a goal threat because uh, we've seen uh, in his time in the Bundesliga that he can score after set pieces. So he would be a budget choice. And uh, of course, Toure of uh, Frankfurt, uh, we have to mention him as well. I think he's under 5 million as well. And that's why I wouldn't go to uh, Katabach. Yeah, no, uh, all, all valid points there. Okay, moving on to the next question. At Dobritich Milan, he says, you would never guess, but he's asking which cheap goalkeepers pair the best between now and the winter break flow. Yeah, I did the work for you, uh, Milan. And <laughs> I mean, Zentner is a lock for 1.6 million. If you don't go to Zentner, I think that's a mistake because goalkeepers are so unpredictable and he's the best value for money. And there are only two cheap goalkeepers under 7.5 million who don't play at the same time uh, as Zentner once. And that's Zach Steffen, 6.7 from uh, Fortuna Düsseldorf. And Frederick Renault, uh, 7.2 million Eintracht Frankfurt. And between them, for me, it's a toss-up. I slightly lean Renault, but if you want the 500,000 in saving, I think Zentner and Steffen also work fine. Yeah, no, I, I, not too much to add there. Goalkeepers so tricky, and it's definitely—I mean, it's definitely hard going through the next three games because all it takes is one goalkeeper having a clean sheet and a, a standout performance where he makes, you know, five to eight saves, and they'll be clear and above like the best choice for that week potentially. But you've got little time to work with between now and the winter break. Okay, moving on. Next question from at SB Kenzie Esk eleven, and they are asking about Toure Flow. You mentioned him just a few moments ago. And they say, is he for real at 4.7 million? And they're also asking for the best budget striker under 9 million. Okay, I'll start with Toure. I think he is 
for real. And the reason for that is the way that Hütter lets his centre-backs play in this three-man back line, basically Hinteregger over the left flank and Touré over the right flank. They play basically like wing-backs if Frankfurt's got the ball. And the wingbacks, the rear wingbacks, they go more inside. So that's an interesting move. And I think he's far more involved in the attacking play as your usual centre-back. And also, like we've seen, he's a force in the air. Uh, I think he had eight shots. Is that correct, James? Around that. Oh, give me, give me two seconds. I'll double check. No, four. Four, I think. Eight points for sh shots on goal, I think he got, but it was uh, a really high number for a defender. And I think you'll see some decent uh, shots on goal from him basically every week, just because he's really good after set pieces. And I, and I was, uh, he did pick up at least six shots on goal, had 12 points from shots That's on goal. That's it. I've, ju I've and just. Nine points from. Passes to a shot. So this is it. I've, I've just looked it up. Flo. He had he had six shots on goal and he had seven passes to a shot. So he was involved alone yeah. in thirteen shots on goal, which is just incredible. That's more than Kostic yeah. uh, in the game. Kostic was involved in eleven himself, and Toure was involved in thirteen. So for a defender, that is absolutely ridiculous. And the thing is, I I wrote to you when this was all going down and going, why didn't I follow my own instinct? Because I did throw him out as a name on the last show as a potential differential. Yeah. Uh, and a low-budget defender if he was in the starting lineup. And even I, when I was doing my transfers, did the debate of do I bring him in? And I ended up going for Trimmel and Kamada over Toure and Nkunku. Nkunku got 10 points in the end. And in fairness, with Trimmel and Toure, it, was, it wasn't too much of a discrepancy. Yeah. But I was certainly regretting that decision on Friday night. So if anyone did follow that advice, then congratulations. I know there were a few of you out there. But... You're right. I don't think we can expect that week in, week out. But it yeah. does show that he is going to be involved in attacking returns, right? Yeah, I mean, they had a lot of shots against Hertha. Don't expect them. I mean, he was involved in, uh, what did you say, 13 shots on goal. I'm not sure that Frankfurt will get 13 shots on goal at Schalke on Sunday. So they might give, in total, just 12 shots. So I think the pie was very big, the pie of uh, shots at goal. And Turi got a great helping of that. I um, still think for the price tag, he's a, a great option. Only thing I don't really love with him that he's playing on the last match of the match day at Schalke. So that maybe makes me lean more to a player like Collins for Paderborn who's around, he's um, 600,000 more than Toure, but plays on a, a Saturday afternoon, so I can swap him out if he doesn't deliver. Yeah, that's a fair point. And what about the budget strikers that Kenzie was asking about? I don't love any budget striker. I have to say that as a first point of my answer, I think uh, you could, like the safest bet would be Ingwardsen of Union Berlin. He's 4.5 million. He's a, a lock to start. I think he's a decent choice. And um, if Adamian plays on Friday evening, uh, you definitely could also look at him. He's around 8 million. But I prefer to spend up at my striker positions. Yeah, I, I would almost recommend 
allowing yourself to spend up at that point. I really would. And I know it's difficult at times, but I, I do agree with Flo. I don't think budget strikers are the way to go. Okay, moving on to the next question from at Nathan Heimovitz. And he asks, does the command injury open the door to more playing time for Perisic, Coutinho, or for Davis to move into a more advanced role? And do any of them catch our eye over the next few matches, Flo? I'm not sure about Perisic, actually. Uh, I think a yes with Coutinho. I expect him to start against Bremen. Uh, he also had a good game uh, in the Champions League. So uh, I think he's showing that he's a good team player. And I think he might be important for the last three matches of the Hinrunde. And Davis, he's playing so good as a left back. I can't imagine Flick giving him a more advanced role. At the moment, everything is clicking for him. And he's one of the biggest uh, positive surprises of the season so far, without a doubt. So he's still important. He will play, but he will play as a left back. Pervisic, I just don't love the way he plays. I think he lacks a bit of pace. Uh, although he did score at Gladbach and he came on after the injury of Tulisic and Perisic came on. So that was a sign maybe where he is in a packing order. Um, I, I just don't trust him. I, I think that Coutinho and Nabri will start behind Lewandowski against Bremen. Yeah, I, I think it also showed that he, he pretty much started as a striker in the Champions League as well with Lewandowski rested. So shows that he's not really, yeah, where, you're right, it's where he is in the pecking order in terms of the midfield positions. I think it tells you a lot about it. And yeah, Coutinho and Gnabry will be the main benefactors. But I have to say that was a pretty horrific injury to command. So we wish him all the best in his recovery. Moving on to the next question. It's from at Marie Shubo. She asked Flo, is it safe to buy Bremen players despite the club's crisis? I think we've kind of answered that with your... Uh, introduction to the show today let's say but she does ask what other teams are likely to have a rise in form before the winter break oh that's a pretty interesting question i would be willing to invest in bremen after the bayern game depending on what i've seen because they're playing on tuesday evening so it's uh, basically the uh, the friday evening game if you will uh, of the 16th match day because they're playing a standalone fixture at 6.30 p.m. at home against Mainz. And on the last match day of the Hinrunde, they're traveling to Cologne. So after this match day, I think you definitely can bring in Rashica. And I'm not sure if anyone else uh, will catch my eye. Probably not. Maybe Bittencourt. Yeah, that, that will be my guess. And a team that can get back to form, I think... Uh, Hoffenheim is pretty interesting for the next two match days playing at home against Augsburg right now and then they're traveling to Union Berlin which isn't the easiest place to go but I still think maybe they start with six points in the English Woche last match day is a Friday evening game at home against Borussia Dortmund not the best fixture but still you got the, the bonus of it being a Friday evening game also Union Berlin is interesting with games at Paderborn at home against Hoffenheim and then traveling uh, to Düsseldorf on the last match of the Hinrunde. I'm not sure if I've forgot a team, James. You want to chime in? I would maybe throw Frankfurt into the mix because I think they're worth they're worth mentioning. I don't. I know they haven't been in good form, and that's the risk with them right now. Yeah. But when you look at their last couple of fixtures, you have to say that they they don't look too too bad. They've got Schalke on this Sunday, but then they've got Köln at home in midweek, and then Paderborn away in their final two games. And so you would 
feel like you could back them in those two. Yeah. And so at this point, it may not be a bad idea to bring a Frankfurt player in this weekend to prepare for that. But that's that's the only other team I'd add. Otherwise, I think, yeah, you definitely hit the nails on the head with your suggestions there as well. Yeah. So. And I'm sure, in fairness, we'll talk about all the teams and their fixtures in the second part of the show. So yeah. you can maybe pick out who you fancy to bounce back and form as well when we go through that. So moving on to the next question, we've got two more left in part one. It's from Atsi Tractors, Charging Tractors, who had a great season last season. Heflo is asking about a Rashica replacement. He's asking whether it's better to go for a Friday night game option in Kramrich or Niederlechner, or maybe go for a Sunday evening game. And he says Raman, Silva or Paciencia. So Friday night or Sunday night for flexibility here, what would you go for? I actually would go for a Friday night. And I think Kramrich is a very intriguing option if you've got the budget because we know that he can score big he likes to take a lot of shots and i mean if hoffenheim scores it's basically him if he's pl- uh, when he's playing so uh, i think he has a good hit rate still not trusting augsburg uh, under martin schmidt that much uh, although they had a good game against mines but uh, still think that hoffenheim has to be the favorites here and i like to back the strikers of the favorite team most of the time. And uh, that's why I'm backing Kramaric here. And the the problem with the Sunday games is I think it's very even both games. Wolfsburg against Gladbach and Schalke against Frankfurt. So basically you can pick your um, poison there. Every side can have a good or a bad game. Uh, I think it's definitely up in the air. I don't have a great feel how both of these games will shape out. And I usually try to avoid these uh, situations, especially for my strikers, because they will benefit the most if a game is very lopsided. Yeah, no, I think you're spot on. I mean, the fact that he's listed silver in the question, I think, means that he can afford Kramerich. So I would definitely go for Kramerich. And I agree with you because Wolfsburg and Schalke are two teams this season that have proven time and time again they love to make games gritty. And gritty games tend not to have a lot of shots. So therefore, in fantasy terms, not the most attractive matches. And that does make it a bit difficult this weekend because those Sunday fixtures aren't that good. That does mean that you uh, you become quite reliant on the Friday night game and the Saturday night game. Luckily for us, I think those two games are investable this weekend. So Flo's made some great points there. Okay, final question. It's a three-part one, Flo. It's from at Ignatius Brian L1. First part of the question, he says, who should I take from Leverkusen? Alario, Folland, Bailey. And what's up with Folland getting benched in two straight games? Yeah, Alario is just very good. I think that's the reason for that. And DRB is, is playing great. I think he will be a major factor in the recruiter for Leverkusen. I'm pretty sure of that. I think his game looks pretty sharp and I, I like him better than uh, Leon Bailey as a winger. Uh, I have to say that. Leverkusen is like you want to invest in them because the fixture is good but the problem is you don't have any certainty of who's going to play in the attack apart from Kai Havertz and he's too expensive for what he has shown so far uh, and that's why I probably lean to Karim Bellarabi it's a bit more than 12 million I think and I guess he's pretty safe, uh, the safest of the bunch to get a start. But now with Folland and Alario um, basically rotating in and out, you, you, yeah, it's, it's tough to invest in Leverkusen, although you you really want to. And another guy I want to bring up is Daddy Sinkgraf, and he might start at Cologne as a left back. 
he's eight million in the fantasy g- uh, game. A uh, uh, left back who likes to go forward, so he's definitely uh, a risky but could be high rewarding uh, choice. Yeah, he was one. He was one I had on my list at the start of the season as being someone that was under ten million, and I thought could be a big boomer this season because I just thought Bosch may have wanted Zinkgraven's discipline over Vendel because Vendel is a is a talented left back, but he has shown on a couple of occasions that ill discipline is his enemy. But yeah, it would be nice to see if Zinkgraven can get a game whether he can produce what I thought he might at the start of the season. But anyway, on to the next part of Brian's question, and I'm you know what well, we'll answer this in two parts. Because because it kind of links together. First, he's asking, he says, does Harit move to Sancho uh, look likely? I think what he's asking is, is that a good move flow? Because he's then saying in the third part of his question, since he's then moved Harit to Sancho, he's got a, he, he needs to save a bit of money. So he's asking for a budget defender. So the question is, is Harit to Sancho a good move? And can you then recommend a budget defender as well? Uh, I think it's a great move. Uh, I think I said last week that I'm a bit down on Harit. I don't think his rate of fantasy points are, uh, is sustainable because it's too much relying of him being involved actually in goals, not just shots, but also goals. And I like if a player ha- gives me a flaw with being involved in a lot of shots from week to week. And I haven't seen that from Harit in a while, like at the start of the season. I mean, I already talked about good cheap defenders and I think Toure, Frankfurt, Collins, Paderborn, Lenz, Union. Uh, for me, that are the prime cheap options out there. So if you don't have one of these three, I think you you could definitely invest there. I couldn't agree more, but we will leave it there for part one. In part two, we'll be going through the fixture list to so join us again in just a jiffy. Welcome back to part two of Talking Fußball Fantasy. On to the fixture list for match day 15. Quickly, a top five of notable players on four bookings. Joshua Kimmich is still in there. So too is Stefan Leiner. Caligiuri, Thiago and Hinteregger are the other three. If you need to look up the full list, just look up Transfer Marked and look up Sperren, spelt S-P-E-R-R-E-N. And that should then take you to the right link. Okay, but moving on. Friday night's game, Hoffenheim against Augsburg. We've talked about it a fair bit already, but the team news. Hubner is fighting to prove his fitness. Meanwhile, Samaseku and Adamian are at risk of being rotated out for Augsburg. Vargas is suspended. Hahn should replace him. Meanwhile, there are question marks about Kadira and Lichsteiner's fitness. Now, Hoffenheim are yet to lose a Bundesliga game at home to Augsburg in eight meetings. Four wins, four draws. And we've talked about Kramerich and Niederlechner already. A couple of statistics to both of them. Firstly, Kramerich is Hoffenheim's top scorer this season. Four goals in just 405 minutes. The Croatian has four goals and three assists in seven Bundesliga matches against Augsburg, scoring at least once in each of his last three. Meanwhile, Niederlechner, he scored in three consecutive Bundesliga games for the first time in his career, taking his total to seven for the season. He's got three further assists. That means he's had a hand in half of Augsburg's 20 goals in 2019-20. We've touched on this earlier, Flo, but you're leaning towards Kramrich over Niederlechner, correct? Yeah, definitely. Okay, let me ask you about two other players then, because I think they may be in a stick or twist situation for certain fantasy managers out there. And that is Philip Max and Pavel Karajabek. Would you stick or twist with those guys this weekend? Uh, I probably would stick with both guys. And if I have to pick, probably I would let go of Karajabek just because of Max's 
really good form right now. And after this match, they're playing at home against Fortuna Düsseldorf and they look abysmal at the moment. So I definitely want Max for the Düsseldorf game. Kalarabek's next game is at Union Berlin, so that's decent as well. But still, he's proving a lot more volatile than I would have thought with his new role, basically, as a pretty attacking wingback. But hasn't paid off the way I thought it would be most of the time. He had big games, but sprinkled in just... Yeah, he's kind of still living off the glory of that 40... I think it was a 43 point haul if you made him your star man on the Friday night. I can't remember what it was, but it was something like that. It was in the 40 point point mark. And I think he's still living off the glory of that a little bit. And that's why he's still in my squad because I keep going, oh, maybe I'll have another one of those. Maybe I have another one. I think this weekend, because it's a Friday night fixture, I will stick with him. But okay, let's move on to the Saturday game. Unless there's anything else you want to add to the Friday night uh, games? Any differentials? I think Frederick uh, Jensen is an interesting one. If he plays, he came on last week or uh, he started last week for the injured or, or half injured he he was in a squad but didn't play Cordova he's a midfielder basically playing as a second striker with Niederlechner up front and his price tag is, is 4.3 million uh, pretty pretty good so if he's again in the starting 11 it looks like it because Martin Schmidt said that he took his chance yeah um, he did well, and uh, I expect him to start again. Yeah, no, he was very impressive against Mainz. And he didn't have a whole lot of end product, but he was very lively and was constantly trying to get involved in the final third. And that is a very good sign for a fantasy player. Okay, then moving on to the Saturday fixtures, starting with Bayern against Bremen. For Bayern, Martinez is suspended. Coman is out long term. Meanwhile, there's a debate as to whether Alaba will be fit to play at centre-back. If not, Boateng will come in. For Bremen, Bittencourt is ill. Otherwise, there's no real change on the personnel front. Now, Lewandowski, he's gone three Bundesliga games without scoring for the first time since April and hasn't had a four-match drought since the autumn of 2016. The good news for Lewandowski owners, not for Bremen fans, but for Lewandowski owners, is that he has 14 goals and three assists in his last 13 league matches against Werder. Not the the best news for for Bremen fans, Flo, but who would you pick from this game if you had to? And um, I'm I'm so glad that you (laughs) didn't mention the other stat that there is that Bayern has won 20 games straight against Bremen, so that's that's something that were never there in the history of German football. So yeah, we can pat ourselves on the back. Yeah, record record um, breakers. <laughs> yeah. So let's make it 21 then, and uh, I think that will be a Bayern have to prove a point, and um, unfortunately, I think they uh, can. And my player pick is uh, Felipe Coutinho for 17. Uh, six million. I think he can be uh, one of the biggest differential picks. He comes with risk, especially for his price tag. But like I said, I I think Bayern can score big. Coutinho is in good shape, and he is not in very uh, very many fantasy squads right now. And that could be uh, a, g- a good move to bring in the Brazilian. Yeah, he could be a very high-priced differential, definitely, this weekend. Um, it's worth noting that Bayern in their final two games are away to Freiburg and at home to Wolfsburg. Bremen, meanwhile, are at home to Mainz and away to Köln. So both of these two teams actually have good fixtures in the final two. So as we've mentioned earlier, like investing isn't the worst idea in both of these teams. Moving on, though, Hertha against Freiburg. For Hertha, Jarstein will return from suspension. Meanwhile, Wolf is competing with Klunter to start at right-back or right-wing-back. 
quite dependent on a three or four man back line. For Freiburg, Grifo is back from his two game ban and could slot straight into the starting lineup as a result. Now, the old lady, they've lost their last three league outings at the Olympia Stadion. A fourth defeat in this game would equal their club record, which was most recently done in the 2011 12 campaign. Flo, how are you feeling about this one? Who are you backing? I'm backing Hatta, funnily enough, but wow. like Freiburg's overperformance is uh, like, again, they did it without like being actually the, the better team winning a game against Wolfsburg. So, um, pretty even match there. And at the end, they always find a way to win these games or at least not to lose them at the moment. But Hatta, I think they looked improved at Frankfurt and I think they might have enough to edge this one out. Yeah, it's an interesting. Yeah, it's, I kind of feel like I've heard you say that about Freiburg multiple times on this show, yeah. and every week they still prove you wrong somehow. <laughs> well, that's correct. Thanks for <laughs> reminding me. It's one of those things, but at some point you'll be right, Flo. Um, I, I, I do believe in you. I do believe in you. And you know what? Like Hertha, it was disappointing to see them give away that two goal lead against Frankfurt, but they have looked improved under Klinsmann. And that first win will only be a matter of time. So, who are you going in terms of a player pick then? I'm going with Marco Grujic, 11.7 million. Maybe he's a bit too expensive for my taste. But on the other hand, I think he, uh, like, he's one of the players that uh, got back on track under Klinsmann. I think he looked pretty sharp. And uh, we know that he is a, a fantastic player if he's on form. So maybe get on the Grujic train a bit early, but then you have to hop off again because next match day is a Leverkusen Gladbach next. That's, yeah, it's not the, the best outlook. As I think it's a differential one and done for me. I wouldn't necessarily consider him, but uh, out of this game, he's the one I would be most likely to get in my squad but basically i'm pr i'm probably leaving that match alone no that's a fair point this is this is gun to your head type stuff with gruich here i think it's fair to say but okay Köln against leverkusen is the next game uh hector and chicos are back from suspension for Köln. Uh, for leverkusen folland bailey and vendel are touted to return to the starting lineup but who knows the billy goats they've never beaten leverkusen in the bundesliga as a promoted club in 10 attempts three draws seven losses if you had to pick a player from this one flow who would it be yeah already mentioned him would be daily sinkraft and if mine if i'm gambling on the leverkusen player to play might actually be a differential pick who has a good price tag and has a huge potential as an attacking wing back and that's Sinkraven for 8 million but probably a move I won't do you have to be pretty risky to uh, to go there I think Cologne at the moment with the form they're showing they're off the table for me still have two Cologne players I probably won't get out of my lineup so uh, keep the fingers crossed for Jakobs and Kainz but uh, I, I wouldn't invest in them right now what, what do you want about I'm not and keeping my fingers crossed for you you're ahead of me in the standings again now like I'm not having this I'm not crossing my fingers for you at all yeah, I'm, I'm talking <laughs> I'm, I'm talking to the listeners yeah they they probably I hope at least they they, they uh, want me to do good, but I, 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 I doesn't think they'd back you as well. So, uh, I think they'd back you as well. Trust yeah. me, I'd back you. I'd yeah. back you, Flo. No, Don't so, worry. <laughs> no, it's, um, it's all right. But I described the situation up front for Leverkusen. It's really muddy uh, right now, especially with the English Woche uh, coming. And I think Leverkusen is one of the few. I mentioned uh, Bayern before, but Leverkusen actually is also 
a team that has pretty place for place uh, replacement up front. So Havertz will play, and around them, uh, him, I think there'll be a lot of rotation in the next three uh, games, and that's why I don't love any attacking option of Leverkusen. If I had a crystal ball and uh, it would show me the lineup of Leverkusen, <laughs> yeah. that would be a different matter. There would be several players I would love to invest, just not sure enough that they're going to start. And that's why I stay away. No, all fair points. Okay, moving on. Paderborn against Union Berlin. Uh, Baumgartel is expected to keep faith with the side that beat Bremen for Paderborn. For Union, Subotic is set to return from injury. Meanwhile, there's talk about whether Pulsar or Uja may even partner Anderson up front. Now, Paderborn, they have won nine of their 18 competitive matches against Union in the Bundesliga 2, the third division, and the fourth tier, losing just five times. The interesting thing about this one, Flo, is that the away teams are unbeaten in the last eight meetings between these sides, while Union have kept clean sheets on their last three visits to Paderborn. So it actually looks like things might bode well for Union. Who are you going for from this game? Christopher Trimmel, uh, 8.6 million. I think he's up there around the best fantasy defenders without uh, taking the price into consideration even. So uh, he definitely can can box with the the big guys. Um, I think he had uh, four assists already uh, after corners, and um, that's the highest uh, rate in the Bundesliga. And that's what you're buying with Trimmel is his outstanding ability to uh, do set pieces, setting up uh, shots at goal that way. And uh, having the likes of Anderson in the box, if you're doing a cross, that definitely helps. So <laughs> yeah, <clears throat> I love Trimmel and I think you definitely compare him with Lenz as well because Lenz is so cheap and performing on such a high level that for me, I regard him basically as a free square in your uh, squad. Yeah, this is actually a really good way of looking at it. And I do agree with you, especially about the doubling up, because I did that myself last weekend and it turned out well. And I'm hoping it's going to turn out well again against Paderborn. But it was, you know, the idea was looking further down the road at the two games. But Trimmel's, you're right, he's playing that well. He's leading the league in, in goals from corners. It's an impressive, impressive run from him and for his price tag as well. Very attractive. Moving on to the final game of the 3.30 kickoffs then, it's Mainz against Dortmund. For Mainz, Onisiwo has injured his back, which could see Charlie start. For Dortmund, Witzel fell down the stairs. He's out for the rest of the Hinrund. A big loss for Dortmund. One less fantasy headache for us. Uh, for Dortmund also, rotation is expected after the Champions League match. Now, Dortmund, they've won seven of their last nine matches against Mainz and for a one little statistic about Marco Royce all nine Bundesliga goals and assists have come at home this season so if you were thinking of investing in him maybe just hold back for a quick beat but Flo in terms of a player pick who are you going for? I think it's pretty pretty tough to decide between Sancho and Royce and that's why I'm going with Hakimi for 13.4 million at the moment probably he is my number one defender in the game uh, just because of his role and the way that Dortmund is playing. And although Royce has never, like, that's a blip in my opinion. I'm not taking too much stock of stats like that. I think they're interesting, but they don't let me shy away from Dortmund or Royce in that game. And Mainz did show, I mean, it was, they should have lost by much wider margin. And I've seen a compilation uh, of chances, uh, James, from that game. And 
if I remember correctly, I heard your voice screaming uh, <laughs> about how unbelievable Miss uh, yes. basically Richter, for instance, had in that match. So you you know better than me probably that that mine's just lost by one goal is 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 not the full story of that match at Augsburg. No, it, it really isn't. They were lucky to be ahead as well because Arsenal scored, you know, one of the best goals of the weekend, but it came out of absolutely nowhere. And you're right, that Richter miss. I, I was so ready for it to be a goal. I think I even said that in the build-up to to the move and I said, oh, this is surely going to be the first goal for Augsburg. And oh, no, he's missed it. And I think, yes, you're right. Unbelievable, I believe, was the statement that came out of my mouth. And it was unbelievable. It's one of the, the great misses of Bundesliga history, in my opinion. And so, yeah, Augsburg could have definitely won by more. And Mainz, it's funny because, you know, they, They had won their first two games under Bayer Lortz. They had looked quite good. And then I watched them against Augsburg and I went, well, this isn't what I expected. And so they really are still finding their feet under Bayer Lortz. And so therefore, it's worth just heeding their early form a little bit. Okay, but let's move on to the Saturday evening game. Dusseldorf against Leipzig. For Dusseldorf, Ayhan is fighting to prove his fitness in time to feature from the off. For Leipzig, Hausenberg and Sabitzer should start after being rested in midweek. Now, Leipzig are the only side to have won their last five Bundesliga outings. If they win again on Saturday, it'll be the first time that Nagelsmann has ever overseen six straight Bundesliga victories. So, how are we feeling about this one? It's a Saturday evening game. We need this for the flexibility flow. Let's talk about Dusseldorf quickly first. Have they fallen under the unattractive banner in Bundesliga fantasy? No, not for me. For me, they are in the very unattractive banner. Oh, is it, it's even it's even worse. <laughs> oh dear, it's even worse. Yes, thanks for laughing directly to my joke. Was so so hilarious. Yeah, but no, I I wouldn't invest in this stuff right now. They were f falling apart at Dortmund and could have been Dortmund could have scored any amount of goals. They would felt like. And I think that Leipzig can have their way, even if it's a, an away game. Leipzig is actually doing better away than at home this season. So I'm expecting Leipzig to win here. And there's no need, in my opinion, to invest in Düsseldorf because um, there's value uh, elsewhere. I would rather invest in Paderborn or Union before I go to Düsseldorf. Now, interesting. No, but I, I do agree with you fully there. Now, in terms of Leipzig, with Paulsen back from injury and Nkunku not a guaranteed starter, are we still kind of limited to Sabitzer and Werner only from the Leipzig pool? I mean, I brought in Nkunku. My thought being, if he he's playing he's amazing and a great differential pick and you have to live with that sometimes he comes off the bench but even then he can do something and he did show that he did pick up 10 points and that was actually unlucky because he could score uh, two goals in that match um, uh, he didn't do it um, but at the end still got 10 points which is decent so I think it's not the worst idea to hold on to Nkunku I expect him to at least get one start in the next three games. Yeah, I think that's a fair assumption. Even more. Maybe even maybe even more. Well, uh, we see about that. But yeah, I, I, I think uh, Nkunku is another interesting option. I personally probably wouldn't invest in uh, the likes of Halstenberg just because I think with his health issues, I think he's a very likely rotation risk. And I'm not even... 100% if he's going to play at Düsseldorf, to be honest, just because uh, they're playing uh, Dortmund next 
And um, that's definitely the bigger game for Leipzig. So if there's anything that's not 100% with Hartzenberg, I don't think he's going to play. Yeah, I actually, I do think that's a fair assumption right now. And you're right to allude to the fact that their bigger game is the Dortmund one coming up. So it's a difficult and tricky situation because Hausenberg is an attractive fantasy prospect if he starts. We all know that. We know what he can produce. But right now he is very much an, an up-in-the-air type candidate right now, which isn't great. Okay, moving on to the Sunday games. Wolfsburg against Gladbach to kick us off. Of course, both of these two teams in Europa League action. Now, Tisserand is suspended on the weekend. Zavaschlager could return in midfield as a result and the news is tonight that Schlager has started for or will start for Wolfsburg in the Europa League. The other big news is that Wout Weghorst has been dropped tonight. So given a rest which is good news if you do still have him in your squad. For Gladbach, Zakaria is suspended on the weekend meanwhile Benzabaini is not expected to start because the assumption is that there'll be rotation between him and Vent and yeah, it's, it's one of those interesting ones. We kind of have to wait and see how that is all going to pan out. But Oscar Vent is starting tonight. So you just, it's one of those, right? Yeah. Gam- gamble at your own risk, right? Yeah, I just want to say that now Benzabaini is playing. That's that's Kicker getting too cute. You think? I think because <laughs> Kick, yeah, Kicker had went in the starting line. That's it, right? Yeah. Sorry, Benzabaini was the hero uh, against Bayern and now you do rotation. Nah. I don't believe in that, especially since Vent is playing on uh, Thursday evening. So um, yeah, now basically, no, I, think, I think now, that, yeah, I think now that Vent's in the starting lineup tonight, I think Benzabayini is actually quite a good look. And the other news as well is uh, for Lajlo Benes owners, he's not in the starting lineup tonight, but that's a good thing because that probably means that he'll be in the starting lineup on the weekend. So yeah. Gladbach against Wolfsburg. Although he's How not in the about squad ha- at all. Oh, is Just he not? Seeing that. Oh, okay. So, so I'm looking up this no. really quickly. Oh, that's good. To, well, oh no. Okay, don't get me worried now. Okay, well we'll have to wait and see. Uh, I'll let Flo type that away uh, and I'll give great, you great live television yeah, exactly well this right is yeah, you're getting the live reactions yeah. right now but I'll give you some pre-match stats just to tide us over while Flo does some research Gladbach's summer signings have scored more goals than newcomers at any other club this season Marcus Turam leads the way with six Embelo's got five Benzabaini's got three and Liner's got one for Wolfsburg they are unbeaten in 14 home matches against Gladbach in the Bundesliga their best such run against any current top flight side So we've talked about the fact that this is going to be a gritty game. It's not the most attractive game from a fantasy perspective flow. I know you're still typing away in the background, but yeah, Wolfsburg... I can't find anything got, on Benes. Well, this is the thing. So. If he's been dropped and he's out of the he's out of the matchday squad, the chances of us finding out information now is is limited. Yeah. It's slim. Yeah, um, but you guys have to check that. So we like well, we, okay. we are recording <laughs> right now. I can't find any, any reason why he isn't in the match squad. Yeah, if you've got Benes, so. check it. That's definitely something to monitor. Okay, so let me ask you about Ben Zabayini, though. We've mentioned yeah. the fact that we do think he is going to start in light of Ben. Is, yeah. he, is he a player for right now, or is he one for the future in, in Bundesliga fantasy? He could be for right now. I love the player. I actually, I mean, you guys have to, I think it's up now in English as well on Bundesliga.com. There's actually a video where uh, they visit his old uh, use coach and his family, his father and his sister in Algeria. And as he comes across as a very, very nice grounded guy. So I, was, I, I saw the video bef- before the match against Bayern. And I was actually very happy that he was the one deciding that match. And I think it's a good foundation to have a great career, if you like, 
always you you know he knows where he came from that he had a long way and um, playing barefooted uh, in the streets with I think as a teenager and then now playing in the Bundesliga and and beating the recordmeister with two goals is amazing. 9.1 million, definitely a guy you could invest in. Also the penalty taker, we know that now. And only problem I have is the matchup at Wolfsburg is, is not the greatest in the world. But after that, they're playing Paderborn at home and then uh, away at Berlin. So maybe someone to bring in later. Although there's the risk that when plays, but I still got the feeling is now... If Rosa has to hands down name his left back, it's going to be him. Yeah, I mean, he's taken time to kind of settle into life with Gladbach and they've given him the time to do that instead of throwing him in at the deep end, which is great when you have a player like Vent. But I think you're right. I think if it's, if you're looking at the pecking order now, I would put Benzo Bayuni ahead of Vent, no doubt. Okay, moving on to the final game then of match day 15. Schalke against Frankfurt. For Schalke, Nastasic is a doubt. Oot, meanwhile, is out long term. Katuchu could, as a result, partner Roman up front, uh, which we would welcome, I think, with open arms. So too would the, the Schalke podcast. Now, for Frankfurt, they are in Europa League action. They're actually 2-1 up right now, and they've named pretty much a full-strength side. The good news is that Danny DaCosta, Philip Kostic, and Daichi Kamada have all been involved in goals tonight so far. Now, Frankfurt are yet to win a Bundesliga game immediately following a Europa League outing this season. Not great news. So, where are we at with Frankfurt? And uh, you've kind of alluded to the fact that you still don't really like this fixture. Yeah. But if you had to, where would you be looking? I mean, Kamada did score again. I think he's going to play in that match. Uh, he's a good budget option in, in midfield. I love Andre Silva. I'm, I'm just not sure that he's going to be in the starting lineup in two consecutive matches. We talked about Toure. He got a rest today because Abraham is eligible to play in the Europa League. He's suspended in the Bundesliga. So that's a good sign for Toure. That would basically would be the guys to look at. I'm, I'm not 100% that I can justify the price tag of uh, Philip Kostic right now. So he's actually a guy who might come off my squad because I need money to, to invest and He's definitely uh, expensive enough that you can do some stuff. Absolutely. Can we talk about Martin Hinteregger as well? We've mentioned Toure a lot, but can we finally admit that Hinteregger is a fantasy beast? Yeah, I, I think we have to. And it's for... <laughs> so begrudgingly, yeah, it's I love for it. for similar reasons, because like, he's not a usual centre-back. Um, we alluded to it uh, when we talked about Toure, that the way that uh, Frankfurt is playing, both centre-backs on the side in this three-man back line have a pretty big role in the attack and play. And that goes through for Toure, but also for Hinteregger. And he's also, like Toure, very good after set pieces. So two, two really good stats. And he doesn't shy away to even shot from a distance. So... Uh, no, he does not. He has no fear, Martin Hinteregger. <laughs> I think that's probably uh, the best way to put it. Okay, let's finally close out the show with our player picks. Flo, Vegas choice, who are you going for this week? I'm going with uh, Felipe Coutinho. 17.6 million. He could be one of the guys scoring around 30 points and no one has him in, in their squad. And if you have him and maybe even star him, you shoot up. Uh, the leaderboard so uh, that's definitely an intriguing option I think but as I don't 
I personally, I don't have any Dortmund player right now. And that's something I, I wanted to change last week. Just couldn't get the money to do it. And I think that might have priority for, for me over buying Coutinho, but definitely an interesting option. No, definitely. The risk there, the risk there that he um, doesn't start. So that's always, that's why he's uh, the Vegas choice. Otherwise, he will be close to banker territory for me. Yeah, no, that's that's absolutely fair. My Vegas choice is Rami Benzabaini. We've mentioned him and his qualities. 9.1 million, 19 points last time out. Penalties in his locker as well. And yes, okay, it's a bit more of a risk this weekend away to Wolfsburg, but the fixtures for the last two definitely look good for Gladbach as well. So I don't think he'd be a bad choice. So he's my Vegas choice. Who's your super schnepchen this week, Flo? Uh, it's Frederick Jensen of Augsburg, 4.3 million. You know if he's going to play because it's a Friday evening game at Hoffenheim and you basically get a striker who's slotted in at midfield in the fantasy game for a bit more than 4 million. That's definitely something I like. And the next fixture also looks pretty enticing for uh, Augsburg. I think I mentioned it at home against Düsseldorf, if I'm not mistaken right now. Yes, you no, you absolutely did. Yeah. You absolutely did. Yeah. No, I thought, you know what, as I said, I think, yeah, Jensen could actually be a very interesting choice for the last couple of games if he's going to get a run of starts. My super schnepchen, I should have picked him last week. I didn't. I'm picking him this week as Almami Toure, 4.7 million defender. And as we've mentioned, yeah, he's not going to be involved in 13 shots on goal every week. But I think for that price, you can maybe afford to take the risk with him. And I do think Frankfurt's fixtures until now, from now until the end of the uh, Hinrunde, are very favourable. So even if it doesn't pan out as a great choice this week against Schalke, I do think it could do well against Köln and Paderborn. Okay, finally, your banker, flow. Yeah, I think that's probably a first, but I'm going with Robert Lewandowski. <laughs> I usually don't want to name him because it's too easy, but I've heard so many people talking about maybe to sell him, and I think that could be a grave mistake before the home game against Bremen. After three games, he's scoreless. I think he wants to prove a point, and uh, he will, uh, if history is anything to judge by uh, the way he always punished Bremen, so... Don't think about selling Robert Lewandowski. That's what I want to say with picking him as my banker. No, I, I think that's a very fair argument to make given his run of form and I'm sure the concerns that have crept in for some fantasy owners. And yeah, let's be honest, if you had taken him out the last couple of weeks and brought in someone else that scored bigger, yes, you could have done well. But can you really risk not having him in your squad if he's going to pop off uh, and he could pop off against Bremen? I'm thinking along the same lines, flow quite boring, but I'm going Serge Gnabry to throw in the midfield option from Bayern because I do think he will be the biggest scoring or the highest scoring midfielder from Bayern uh, against Bremen if they do as well as we're expecting them to and you know against his former club and all that I think Gnabry's a wonderful player to bring in if you don't have him already I should stress as well okay that brings us to an end of this week's Talking Foosball Fantasy episode don't forget to follow us at Talking Foosball on Twitter give us a like on Facebook and if you haven't yet join the Talking Foosball Fantasy League for now from me your host James Sarogood Flo and the rest of the Talking Foosball crew Auf Wiederhören Auf Wiederhören